0: Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host Rashad Richie. We have a lot on the agenda today. Thank you for joining me on the program breaking down news of the day. David Schuster, my big homie TYT contributor and the bullpen segment, my great debate. Kenneth Shrup, contributor of Young Voices. We will talk about as they deem it the border crisis. Top story of the day. This is an update story. Remember, There was a person deemed a good Samaritan who actually witnessed an active shooter. A citizen who witnessed an active shooter disarmed the shooter by shooting the shooter who killed a cop. When the cops arrive, they kill the guy who stopped the shooter. No charges for the cop who killed the now deemed Good Samaritan that stopped a person from killing more individuals. Let me bring your attention once again to Denver. A cop is walking free after the DA decided not to seek any criminal charges for the death of this man. Let's put him up, okay? An Arvada police officer will not face criminal charges for mistakenly shooting and killing, as they call a Good Samaritan. Who stopped an active shooter in Old Town, Avada this summer. Prosecutors announced on Monday, his name is Johnny Hurley, okay? The picture you just saw, his name is Johnny. Johnny was trying to be a good guy. He saw an active shooter, he was armed at the time. This active shooter has now killed a cop. And yes, the active shooter had plans to do more damage. He likely did, in fact, save lives. But then the police arrive. Do the police, do they say, drop your weapon? Do they give a command to the guy? No. They decide to drop him. You know why? And of course, this is not part of the official record, but I'm giving you the real. When they heard that a gunman had killed a cop, or was shooting at a cop. When they came to that scene, they had it made up in their minds. First to respond, we're going to kill this guy. Well, it so happens that guy was already down. This gentleman, Johnny Hurley, had picked up the weapon in order to disarm the person to make sure that more carnage did not happen. Well, the cops came and killed him. The first judicial circuit attorney, her name is Alexis King, said at a news conference, she announced her decision to not charge the officer nearly five months after he shot and killed the 40 year old Johnny Hurley. Let's show a picture of Madam DA. Madam DA says, no, nope, just a mistake, no charges. Avada Officer Craig Brownlow, on June 21st shot and killed Mr. Hurley, who was holding the rifle of the active shooter he had just shot. The shooter Ronnie Troik, one minute earlier had ambushed and killed Arvada police officer Gordon Beasley and fired several rounds in the Denver suburbs, busy dining and shopping district. You really do have a gunman out of control. He was stopped by Mr Hurley. Then this guy shows up. Let's show a picture of officer Craig Brownlow. He's the one who killed Mr. Hurley. Okay, according to the narrative, the officer here had objectively reasonable grounds to believe and did believe he and others were in imminent danger of being killed that day, according to the DA. Thus, the officer's decision to shoot John Hurley was legally justified despite his heroic actions that day. King added, the DA added, that Hurley stopped further bloodshed and will be remembered for his selflessness. I'm sure he'd rather be remembered for being alive. Okay, Hurley's mother, her name is Kathleen. She said, and I quote, imagine that many people are angry, and that is understandable. I would ask that instead of acting out on your anger, that you use that energy to be the change you wish to see in the world. Um. Mother Kathleen, we're going to do that, we're going to do that. But we also need to have a conversation about policing. Because literally, if they would have given a command to a guy that's trying to protect them, he would have immediately informed them, I am not the shooter. I'm sure he would have complied and dropped the weapon if somebody told him to. You have no narrative of any cop telling him drop the weapon. Remember, he's not a guy pointing a gun. At this point, It doesn't matter what he has done. Let's say he was the killer. Because I know we talk about this from the perspective of what actually happened, but let's talk about the perception of the cop. Let's say he was the killer. His gun is not pointed at anyone. He's not utilizing it in a threatening manner. Literally, you have pulled up to a guy who's simply holding a gun, not pointing it, not trying to shoot anyone and not threatening to shoot anyone. So let's say this was the killer. You know what's interesting? We will likely not be having this same national narrative if it was the killer, even though the killer had not pointed a weapon at the cop, nor was trying to hurt anyone else. If the Good Samaritan as he has been called, would have been told, drop the weapon. You think he would have tried to shoot a cop after just saving a bunch of people's lives from a cop killer? Come on. So while I do respect Mother Kathleen here, and her sentiment, a conversation about policing in the United States of America must continue.
1: My dear brother, what are your thoughts here? Well, as far as change, one of the changes that I would like to see is to sort of separate police from prosecutors. I mean, it still seems like they act just as one, and prosecutors constantly either cover for police and police cover for prosecutors. That's the first problem because the, the, the issue here is: look, I understand if the DA felt this police officer is going to have to live with this the rest of his life that he killed an innocent man, but it's not the DA's decision; it's a jury of your peers who get to decide that. I think there should have been some sort of charge, bring it to a jury, and then let the jury decide. Ordinary citizens and who are not police, who are not prosecutors, who have to decide for themselves, okay, should the cop have had more responsibility in how he handled this? What's the damage that should be done? What's the punishment for him for not yelling out, hey, drop your weapon or giving, or giving this good Samaritan an opportunity to surrender? For the DA to make this decision on her own, to me, that's uh, that's abominable. And the second point I'll make, Dr. Richie, is a lot of people think, "Oh yeah, the way we solve violence in our societies with more guns, Let's just have everybody have a gun and then you know, good people with a gun can shoot bad people with a gun. And the fact of the matter is police have been saying for years that the more people who have weapons out there, it is very difficult in the fog of war, the fog of a crime scene to try to figure out in an instant who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. And when you talk about police officers being amped up because one of their own has just been shot, one of their own has just been killed. They're gonna lack that ability, that judgment, they are impaired emotionally. And that's why the more guns that are there, yeah, great that the Good Samaritan was able to take out the killer, but he paid for it with his own life because a cop was amped up and didn't have enough sense to pause just for a moment.
0: Yep, and follow protocol, all right? Okay. Queen's DA is now asking the court to dismiss. 60 cases, you know why? Because of corrupt cops. Remember when I told you that bad policing is bad for everybody. Corrupt cops corrupt the entire system, the entire community and the justice system included. So let me take you to Queens County. The DA Melinda Katz is formally asking a state Supreme Court judge to vacate the cases of 60 individuals. Now, Some of them may be guilty. Some of them may actually belong behind bars. Some of them may not. Why? Because dirty cops were involved in their case and their ultimate conviction. Let's put up a picture of the DA, Ms. Katz, okay? Earlier this year, she says, my office was informed of a list damn a list, yes, a list of NYPD officers who were convicted of crimes which related to serious misconduct in regard to their law enforcement duties. Upon receipt of this information, I made a commitment to review the Queen's cases in which the officers were the essential witnesses and take appropriate action. The step we've taken today is the first in an ongoing systematic review. We've talked about this before and indisputable that when you have a bad cop, a corrupt cop who utilizes criminality and coercion and also trades testimony for sex and money, which we've highlighted on this show, then you have to review all of their cases. When you have a racist cop, you have to go back and review all of their cases. This is what happens when you protect bad cops. This is what happens when unions protect bad policing corrupt cops, criminal cops. This is what happens. Now these individuals are going to be released because of the cop connected to the conviction. And it is the right thing to do. Now remember the district attorney had to wait on a letter on a list from the NYPD. She got this list by request. The reality is the George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act would have automatically provided this list available for me and you and the DA to review at any time when you have problematic cops like this. But there is no such federal list. So she has to depend on the NYPD to produce a list based on request. According to the press release, DA Katz has tasked her office's Conviction Integrity Unit with the examination of Queens cases where the prosecution of the defendant relied on the work of a law enforcement officer convicted of perjury or other serious crimes. Remember, it's ironic that you have to create a department called the Conviction Integrity Unit because there was no integrity in the conviction. You are the prosecutor's office. At least 10 of the 20 officers identified in the defense attorney's letter were involved in Queens County criminal cases. To date, the CIU has done an initial review of cases involving three of the 10 officers identified these 60 matters which require dismissal. This is going to be a nightmare to get through from the DA's position as well as the city and probably beyond. But it's necessary for the justice system to move in the direction it should move. This needs to happen all over the country. Maybe citizens who are always pro cop, pro bad cop will wake up to the reality that bad cops hurt your bottom line. They hurt your reputation, but they also hurt your pockets. All right, David, what are your thoughts about these bad cops who now have created a system where many people are going free, some
1: should have never been locked up. And the truth is others that probably should have been locked up. Well, look, I think you're spot on in terms of the cost that comes with all of this. Because look, the cost is either to the freedom of people who should not have been convicted because their cases were tainted, because the cops were corrupt. And therefore, there's no way that these people should have been found guilty. That's a cost to them. And then you have the cost to all the other prosecutors, all the other cops who were honestly doing their job, who were legitimately getting people who are criminals and getting them off the streets. And now all of that work is tossed aside again, because the cops, these tainted crooked cops have ruined it both ways. And that is a huge drag both on people who are wrongly convicted, but also on your community which is trying to do the right thing in terms of the criminals of concern.
0: Well said, well said. We've been following the murder trial of Travis McMichael, Greg McMichael and William Roddy Bryan. They killed Ahmaud Aubrey. It is not the Ahmaud Aubrey case. It is not the Ahmaud Aubrey trial. He's the person who's dead. Uh, let's put up a picture of the killers of Ahmad Arbery. Let's put up their picture, all right? They are facing murder charges right now, trial is underway. Ahmad Arbery was killed for jogging while black. He was chased down, they had a plan. They even admit they had a plan because as soon as they saw him jogging through the neighborhood, one person says to the other, there he is, and they knew exactly what to do. Immediately they knew what to do, which means there was preparation before Ahmad Aubrey ever got there and started jogging. They gunned him down. Now the trial is underway. This is the justice system moving in the direction it should move. The parents of Ahmad Aubrey, they're in the courtroom. They're having to see images that no parent should ever see. Ever. And then Amont Aubrey's dad, he walks out of the courtroom visibly disturbed by the pictures of his deceased son. He gets outside, and a reporter presents a dumbass question. And Mr. Aubrey turned it around and gave them a dose of truth. Here it is. Yeah, I got your thing. How many y'all got chair right now? boys are 25
2: years old. Come in here, hold your hand up. Hold your hand up and you got a kid 25 years old. I'm gonna ask you a serious question. Have you seen your kid get blown apart with a 12-gay shotgun like that, what would you do? Yeah. It's okay, sir. Come on, it's okay. Okay, sir. Will it's, okay, sir. Like it's okay, sir. When you go look at something like that, your kid. Come on, it's okay,
1: sir. It's All okay. Right. So it's
0: okay. for I've met both of Ahmaud Aubrey's parents. I've interviewed his mother before. They're great people. I've interviewed many of his family members. As a person who has been in broadcast media for a while, there's some questions you simply do not ask. You already know the answer to that one. Why did you leave the courtroom? What's wrong with you? Mr. Arbery, um, he did the right thing in how he answered the question. And I'm hopeful that this was a lesson to many. So let me give you a little background um, to what he said and and make clear exactly what he said. He said, if you seen your kid get blown apart with a 12 gauge shotgun, what would you do? Okay, Marcus Aubrey senior asked the pool of reporters outside the courtroom during the lunch break, would you go and look at something like that? Your kid, come on now. Okay. Um, the images were disturbing, so disturbing that court TV, TV refused to show them. Very disturbing. Um, my dear brother, you have been in journalism um, for a long time. i followed your work for years. You're one of the best at it. Uh, was this a this a dumbass question at this time?
1: Hey, this was really dumb um, on, on, on several levels. There is a legitimate uh, effort. To try to help understand what somebody is going through with the the trial over the murder of their son. But the way to do that, you are allowed to all the young journalists, the older journalists, you are allowed to show empathy. You're allowed to say, hey, Mr. Aubrey, that that must have been really tough, what you were just Mm -hmm. going through. Do you mind talking about your emotions or, or giving us a sense about how are you doing? He might have given the exact same answer. Well, how would you be feeling if you? But that, but that's at least a sensitive way of doing it. You don't just say, "Oh, why'd you leave the courtroom?" I mean, that's that's yeah. ridiculous. And the other part about it is, I think so many people seem to lose context here. They think, "Oh, this is just a trial of these three killers." It's not just the three killers because the defense has said that the community was all amped up because there had been some sort of robbery. And so the entire community was just assuming that there had to be some black person in the neighborhood who was going out and stealing things, and that gets everybody riled up. And enables the crazies like these three to act on the racist impulses. So it's not just them that are responsible. This entire community that decided to brand and to stereotype people. That's the reason that Ahmaud Aubrey was killed.
0: Absolutely, and let's not forget that the prosecutor, the district attorney who has now been indicted as well, attempted to cover up the murder because she was friends. With the Mick Michaels. She has now been indicted. Also, she is no longer the district attorney of that circuit. We have more on the other side. It's Indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of comments. Before I get to the comments, let me remind you that Indisputable is available via podcast. All of it, all right? News of the day, broke it down by segments and the bullpen. My debate segment available to you. I wish you Karen Wood. all of that available for you via podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, Google podcast, wherever you listen to podcast search for indisputable with Dr. Rashad Richie, click follow and rate us with five stars. As I told you before, some lame gave me one star. Okay, we have to now show an abundance of five star ratings because of that one person. All right, just can't have nice things on. All right, TYT member, Mickey you see the silver hair dragon says when the white supremacists were screaming, good guy with a gun. We all said, yep, cops get to an active shooting scene and they'll kill anyone with a gun. Of course, shoot first, ask questions after G. Do we get cookies? And we said this. I mean, that whole good guy with the gun garbage, ridiculous, all right? But they've been touting it for many, many years. Uh, at next uh, TYT reporter says, but but I thought the solution to guns was more guns. Um, Lynn says, Aubrey's killers look good in orange. They need to keep their style for the rest of their lives. Agreed, super chat. Um, I won't be afraid to call a cop if I have a gun in my hand. Yeah, I need a reason to believe says what the hell happened to defense of others as a duty doc? Yeah, hawk and break, wonder how many cases these dirty cops put their stamp on and how many arrests might be innocent. A lot, a lot, and remember the DA is only going over cases where those cops were the primary witness against the person. So it's not every case they touched, but hell, even those may need to be searched. Uh, Rose Rosie, uh, that man had to look at his dead child on the screen in a courtroom. Every day while he lives, his child is in the ground. There are no words. You're absolutely right. No words. And they're such decent people. Twitch, Trader says, and police and police unions wonder why folks want to defund the police. The man did the right thing. He did what the NRA would celebrate. And this is what happens. This man would be great propaganda for these right wing fools. Yeah, and Sankofa CSD says the media wanted to get that reaction from him. Yeah, hate to say it, but you're right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would.
2: You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a yeah. Sunday. You're I feel so right, I told him there's an African-American man threatening my life. Ma'am, please leave our store. If you don't want him asking you, please leave. What? You said you were gonna show me ma'am, this. Ma'am. Please leave. It is against the law. You are not a I guess I, I guess it's against the law. Club. Can you please leave? We don't want to wear a mask and right why, here. why did you suddenly get emotional when we ma'am, were talking? Ma'am, why do I have to I'm not trying to have a conversation with you anymore? You I'm were, asking you to leave. And then all of a sudden you got worked up. Can you Let's, please leave, ma'am? Can you can please you give leave? Me your name? My name's right here in my position right all there. Right, can let you let please leave? Well let me take a picture of the name. Yeah, you can all you want to. Please leave. It's even says it on the door, ma'am. Wear a mask. I also have on camera that you said I could take a picture of your name tag. You can, of course. Oops, it's foggy. I can write it on a piece of paper for you if you want me to. Let me see if this worked. It's a, it's just a simple picture. Now, that you take your a picture? Can you please leave? To read. Would you write it on a paper for me, please? Ma'am, you are making this harder it has to be. It's just a simple thing. It's been two years wearing a mask. And it's two ridiculous. years. It is ridiculous. Regardless of how you feel, it's it's our I company. We're allowed to ages. do it. I, I don't really clients. care, ma'am. At the end sick. of the day, at the end of the day, at the door it says, please wear a mask. the law. The does law does means what? It, it our business. Call the police. Can you just leave? Why do you want it? Why do you want the police? Why to come? are you afraid of calling the police? I'm not afraid of calling the police. Just leave. Because they're sworn to protect our constitution. The constitution does protect my right to come to this place that's ma'am. Open to the public. Now, if you put this on Facebook, guess you're going to do what? You will be breaking the law. I won't be breaking the law. Yes, i have actually This is a new law that was just passed. I'm sure it is. Well, I, I mean, guess you want to. I do nothing to hide Look, man, just man, man, please, please, well, uh, if please. If you want to wear a mask, then get a mask. Just, if you don't I mean, want to wear a mask, it would have ended a lot sooner if you just let me purchase the food. Unfortunately, I can't let you purchase food. You purchase food without At a mask up here. I don't want to purchase the food. Then why can't you leave? Well. I just made that statement. That you don't want to leave? And I'm
0: to go Can you please leave our store, ma'am? Yes, I
2: will. Thank you very much and I hope
0: you learned that. I didn't learn anything, goodbye. I got more video, okay? This is one of the most amazing Karen moments for the year. And we're at the end of the year, that's saying something. So you saw that back and forth, she's at an Arby's. She said that if he posted on Facebook, um, he will be breaking the law. Well, damn it, I guess we're breaking the law with him because this is going on Facebook. I can guarantee you that today, all right? Uh, there's more. So she acted as if she was going to leave and then she did this. Here it is. Ma'am, yes. exactly, have the right to ma'am, please, ma'am. I'll open the door for you, ma'am. I'll open it for you. You
2: know what? You guys are going to be sorry when you lose all your freedoms because you're complying to stuff that are not the law. The law yes, it's a mandate. We know that. It is open to the public. <laughs> that, that is against the law. That is a mandate. Our yes, government ma'am. It is, is a mandate. But you know what it means? It means that if is our business, it's, it's not that you have to wear a mask. It's that this company no, and everybody else, have the right this people, yes, they do. They do not. They have Costco a right to. That's because they are a private club. We are a private business. We we. And I do have. Why? Are, what's your problem? Bob? Oh, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to leave and you're putting your camera in, camera in my face. Sir, can you please stop recording you are, this? You're filming me. I have him right here. Yeah. My camera. Well, you, I'm telling you to stop. So stuff. Okay, well, then I'll stay here. Ma'am, ma'am, please, please go, ma'am. Did you ask him to
0: stop filming <laughs> Rumor has it this carrot is still at that Arby's location waiting on a roast beef sandwich. I did not know it was this serious. Okay? um quite fascinating I feel so bad for the the employee who had to deal with this but big ups to him for being so amazingly patient here are the rules they are simple a private company can enforce rules as it relates to things like no shoes, no shirt, no mask, no service say it with me Karen no shoes, no shirt, no mask. No service. See, this is what happens when your Karenicity meets uh Tucker Carlson tired ass talking points. Uh it's a bad combination. And if you're getting your legal guidance from Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity, here's what happens. Uh David, am I off here? Um, can you,
1: you know, before I get to your point, can can you write that down for me? <laughs> right. I'll Can, send can to I get case. your picture so I can get? <laughs> uh, you're, you're you're spot on because what has happened is you have this entire group of people, and thank goodness at least this woman, at least this woman was sort of calm and kind of matter of fact, even if she was still crazy. But you have this entire group of people now who think that they know the law, that they can simply go to any place they want, not wear a mask, and you have to serve me because you're serving the public. And no, that's that's just not the case. Um, And secondly, look, you know, again, you mentioned it, credit to the employee at that Arby's. Mm -hmm. I love Arby's, I think their roast beef sandwiches are amazing, they're super, I I can understand why somebody would not want (laughs) to leave the Arby's. Um, But credit to that employee for being as patient as he was and even sort of chuckling and laughing and doing his best and even open the door for her, I mean, what do you want, there's the door, don't go away, Matt, just go away. (laughs)
0: Yeah, he was very courteous. So Arby should definitely give that guy promotion. He knows how to handle things under extreme karenicity pressure. Okay, this is a sad story and I want to bring this to everyone's attention because I think the people around this situation did the right thing. There's a concerned person um, at a Costco saw a mother mistreating her own son, okay? There was a confrontation. Let me take you to the video, here it is.
2: I'm recording you, lady, because this is definitely I'm abuse. Here, I said,
1: you know what, you're abusive,
2: get out of my face. Do not come now. near me. We gotta police right <laughs> now. I really don't care what you do, honestly. I great, you're right. You're not right either, so bye. All right. Are you okay? Stop it, people are calling the cops because you're acting like a moron. No, because you're, you're acting wrong. Know what? why don't you mind your own business? you slammed The wall and told them, and told them, you're going to punch him in front of all these people here.
0: The child continued to hang his head low, did not make eye contact with his mother or anybody else. Um, I was a foster kid. And I was a victim of physical abuse myself. I work with foster kids today. Many of them are in that foster situation because of physical abuse. And when you see a parent physically abusing their child, I do think you should say something. Now, it's a double edged sword. It really is. And I have to just mention it because it's real. Sometimes the parents take it out even more so. On the child. You saw what that mother did. When she was confronted about her abuse inside of that store, she looked at her very young kid and said, This is your fault because you're acting like a moron. Zero responsibility for her actions. Now, once you do something like this in front of me, you have made it my business, mine. And I have had to get involved in situations like this publicly before. I do it every time. It's a catch 22 because as I said, sometimes the mother can go the opposite direction and try to treat the young person even worse. Um,
1: David, what are your thoughts on this one brother? Look, I mean, this one hits me as a parent um, because I, I weep, I mean, it just uh, for that uh, poor kid. Um, and you know we find out that some people who think that you know they want to be parents and then they become parents and they really shouldn't be parents, or there are people who go through a mental health crisis and they take it out on the people who are close to them. In any case, when this woman says to your point, Dr. Ritchie, mind your own business. No, it is all of our business. It is society's business to try to help people who are the least fortunate among us. In this case, this poor child. And if that involves involves getting some help for this mother, getting her some resources, trying to find out is she in the midst of some sort of mental health breakdown, whatever it is, All of us have a responsibility because what happens, Dr. Ritchie, as you know, is that when a child faces this kind of behavior from their parents, that kid is likely to replicate it when they grow up. And this becomes a terrible cycle that gets perpetuated. And at a certain point, all of us, all of us have to step in. That's right, and even if they don't
0: replicate it, it becomes psych- psychologically damaging to their development, their social skills, their social progress, at where they will later likely have to seek professional help in order to get over that. I want to put a number up on the screen. If you ever witness something like this mistreatment, I want you to call this number, all right, 1-800-799-SAFE. You can call that number 1-800-799-7233 or go to the hotline.org and you can also text start at 88788, all right? Okay, we have more on the other
1: side is indisputable, stick and stay.
0: All right, welcome back. Okay, I got a lot of comments to read, Um, just a reminder, make sure you do download the podcast for Indisputable. Take the wherever you go, rate us five stars if you enjoy the programming, okay? All right, let's get to it. We got TYT member Lynn says, why does Karen care if he's putting the video on Facebook if she isn't doing anything wrong, (laughs) or not being obnoxious, yeah. Um, Super Chat, Brenda R says, none of us acts to be here. So adults should consider that before bringing more children into the world. Yeah, Carlos or Ordonez, not only did the kid get injured, he has to sit there in the shadow of shame by his mother. That's right, Carlos, very insightful of you because that is emotionally impactful as well. Uh, Rose Rosie, I'm an abused former child. I wish someone had tried to help me, F this lady. Catnip farmer, Um, I was in foster care because my parents were abusive drug addicts and dealers. I hate when people would be with children, I hate when people would be with children, just hurts my heart, okay? Decident PM, she's leveling up carenicity before our very eyes, yeah? I think this is kensai immortal. Uh, They need to start kicking these people out Jazzy Jeff style, agreed. All right. You know the infrastructure bill that passed and the handful of Republicans that supported it, 13, right? Watered down version Republicans are now getting significant death threats, not only them, but also their family members. Let's put up a picture of one of these Republican lawmakers. Okay. His name is Fred Upton. Fred Upton appeared on CNN on Monday with Anderson Cooper to discuss the blowback because he supported a bill that in my opinion did not go far enough, but for a Republican, just right, okay? Here's some of that now. Traitor, that's what you are. You're a piece of traitor. I hope you die. I
2: hope everybody in your family dies. You piece of trash voted for dumb, you're stupider than he is, he can't even complete a sentence. You dumb traitor, piece of piece of trash, hope you die, hope your family dies. Hope everybody in your
0: staff dies, you piece of traitor. Yeah, so this was not the only death threat he has received. This has now become commonplace after the vote. Um, effing traitor, said the man. That's what you are. You're an effing piece of mm, traitor. I hope you die. I hope everybody in your in your effing family dies. Okay? Now, why are we here? You see, Upton, he explained that this was not normative. He explained to Anderson Cooper this was not the normal process of political back and forth. This was different. Well, Upton, I do feel bad for your family, but I don't feel bad for you. And Let me tell you why, because people like yourself, you gave it a pass. You allowed the narrative of white supremacy to become popularized through Donald J Trump. You did not aggressively challenge the notion of this nationalism seeping through the crevices of America, you did nothing. You want it to get along. You and your colleagues. I get it. You voted for a bipartisan bill. Whoop-de-doo. You really watered it down. All right. But this is happening in part because of your party. Okay? This is why. You can't create the Frankenstein monster and then act as if Frankenstein is a total anomaly. It's coming back to you now. Just like it came to Mike Pence and others who co-signed on the bull. David, what are your thoughts about Mr. Upton and other lawmakers on the Republican side who are receiving significant death threats now?
1: Well, look, it makes me all very sad. I mean, I used to remember when there were some republicans who may not support the policy, maybe you don't support an infrastructure bill or an education bill. But you know, you at least told your supporters, hey, we have policy disagreements. We win some, we lose some, yeah. and that's just how politics is done. And don't go after people because they have a different political prescription for what ails us. Now, you have, as you pointed out, you have so many republicans who just sort of look the other way because you know maybe the votes are not you know going the way that are going the are going their way and so there's no condemnation of the violence there's no telling people hey we are better than this and then as a result you have the nutcases out there who think okay now it is okay to accuse somebody of being a traitor for what for trying to improve that road, that bridge, that you know river passing. So you don't get hurt as an American citizen crossing it. Somehow that makes the government, people who who support that a traitor. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And again, there's a responsibility on all members of your party <laughs> to uh-huh. educate your that's supporters. Right. And to say, hey, it's if you disagree with having bridges and tunnels and roads rebuilt, that's fine. But at least have respect for people who have a different point of view.
0: That's right, I agree 100%. All right, you know, David, we look for anti Karens. We don't just look for Karens. We look for anti Karens in the world. Those that step against the extreme spirit of Karenicity. Well, I have found an unorthodox anti Karen, but absolutely is an anti Karen. His methodology, it worked. Here's the first video.
1: You're screaming at an
2: employee's Walmart, get out of here. It's not racist. Yes it is. No it's not. The United States doesn't have an official language, jackass. Stay uh, in yards over there, wow, you're period. To, you, you're hilarious. Just stay out of the yard. Sure, Larry. Yeah, so are you. I'm really not. You're the one you know, that... A typical punk black. Huh? A typical punk black. That's all you are. Oh, so, so you putn't race in this? I'm really not black. I'm a Frenchman, so it doesn't bother me. Whatever. Whatever? Still a mouthy, disrespectful, little
1: Yeah,
2: so are you. No, I'm a hell of a lot older than you, and I got more respect for people than you do, yeah, and right. their property. Yeah, right. Come over there again and
0: find out. Okay, all right, I got more video. Remember, he started with the racism. A typical punk black is what he called the young man. The young man was not on his property. Obviously, he may have been on his property earlier, but he did not cause a conflict. He continued to walk and now he is off of his property enjoying himself on the lake. That was the racism. Here comes the assault. Here it is.
2: Get out of here, get out of my sight. You're not on your property now, so I'm not getting anywhere. Yeah, hey. I want you out of my face. Hey, can you please not touch me? Out of my face. This is not your property. I'm not going anywhere. I
0: don't care. He has now assaulted this young man, physically made unwanted contact, pushing him, continuing to be rude. Once again, he's not, he's not on his property, okay? This is, the messed around and found out. You
2: better not touch me
1: no more. I'm not from Florida. I'm from Texas. Hey, I so
2: don't, don't give Texas. a where you're from. I don't give a, hey. a hey. Now, touch me again. I'm going to beat your bitch ass. Hey, hey, hey. I'm going to show you how to get black. Hey. Touch me again. I'm going to beat your bitch ass. So, hey. all that right, on my
0: face. Do me a Listen, I do not condone violence, okay? I do not. I'm supposed to say that for TV. I do not condone violence. I do condone self defense and damn it, it looked like
1: self defense to me, okay? David, self defense to you. Look, anytime somebody comes at me who's from Florida, I'm gonna say, hey, I'm not from Florida, I'm from wherever else. As a warning to that person, you better back off. Um, look, to be clear, I, I think the real hero in all this, and 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 credit to to, to the, that that kid who who maintained his composure for as long as he did. I think the real hero in this person in this case is the person who had had the sense to film this, because at least now. At least now, the entire internet, Facebook world, we can all publicly shame that cracker wherever he is, and say, okay, be on the lookout. This is a racist mofo, and steer clear of him. And we need more people to whip out their cameras and say, okay, well, the justice system may not work, and maybe this person's not going to feel anything unless we publicly shame them. And that's what we all have to do.
0: You know, I do find it fascinating that uh, naturally this was recorded, but if it wasn't recorded, think about it, mm. if this older white gentleman would have went to his home and called the police on this blackmail and said this blackmail has assaulted me, he pushed me to the ground, he was on my property trespassing. We know the black male would have been arrested, no issue, none at all. But there's a video, there's the unsung hero, the smartphone that documents everything that took place. And yes, it was a physical assault. And a response to that physical assault. And that's what happened. You have the right to defend yourself. Okay, now, I have an issue with Twitter and with the lawmaker. A Republican out of Arizona, all right? Let's go to Paul Gosar. Shared a photoshopped animated thing Um, which is a parody video that shows him killing Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Okay, so that's already crossing the damn line, right? But the story goes deeper than that, all right? Uh, Let's show some screenshots of this madness. Uh, The video um, shows uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the superheroes battling against Joe Biden and migrants crossing the border um and killing aoc all right let's show some more of the pictures um according to this fantasy world that paul lives in um he's able to kill aoc this is his fantasy he made this fantasy up his fantasy right okay sick individual here he posted this he's proud of it he's cool with it um under his own twitter page here's what Twitter says, right? Twitter says, this tweet violated the Twitter rules about hateful conduct. You would assume the tweet would be removed and it ends there, right? But no, no, no. Twitter has a new gray area now. However, Twitter has determined that it may be in the public's interest for the tweet to remain accessible. The hell? Wait a minute. You just said this is hate, okay? This is about killing elected officials. Your community standards have been violated. You say that this tweet violated the Twitter rules. But for some reason, it is such a public interest that we must be okay. Oh, okay, I get it. If you put it in a cartoon, you can do almost anything. So let's say this. All right, let me give you a scenario just to see if this works um, to the other extreme here, Twitter. So if there are white people calling black people the n-word and they do it through animation, even though that's technically a violation of the Twitter rules. I mean, is this now more so about public interest? Do they get a pass here? It's really ridiculous, AOC did respond um, and here's her response. So while I was en route to Glasgow, a creepy member I work with <laughs> who <laughs> fundraisers for neo-Nazi groups shared a fantasy video of him killing me and he'll face no consequences because GOP leaders cheer him with no excuses. Fun Monday, well, back to work because institutions don't protect WOC, yeah? David, thoughts?
1: Well, I'm not surprised that there are some constituents of creepy <laughs> Paul Gosar and any other member of Congress who would do things that are just whacked, right? I mean, that's that's been happening for a long yeah. time. But the difference now is that 20 years ago, if a member of Congress retransmitted, re-promoted, retweeted, if there was Twitter back then, something this offensive, Um, That member of Congress would have been sanctioned. They would have been kicked out of the caucus. They would have been stripped out of committees and their party leader would have said, no, you're not doing that again. This time it's nothing but crickets from Kevin McCarthy, the Republican. Why? Because he somehow doesn't want to offend the extremists in the Republican Party because Kevin McCarthy thinks, well, this is his ticket towards becoming the House Speaker if Republicans take over. It's absolute nonsense. And again, it shows that the basic civility and decency that we used to have among members of Congress, that's just out the window. And so, okay, Republicans remember this because the next time a Democrat retweets something about a Republican being killed, are you gonna stay quiet then? Because I don't think so.
0: Yeah, and remember Republicans are the ones that talk about how things like this go too far and Twitter tries to silence the conservative voices. Well, damn, Twitter is literally saying we're letting this person break the rules Because obviously, according to Twitter, it has some amazing public value here, Um, wow. All right, always a pleasure having you on Indisputable, my friend. Tell people how they can follow you and your great work.
1: Dr. Richard, people can see some of my stuff at Rebel HQ, which is on TYT's Facebook page. There's also a YouTube channel, Rebel HQ. You can search for it. We do videos, we do analysis. There are also some shows that appear on. So anybody who wants to to do that and can follow me on Twitter, at David Schuster. I'll try to reply, although not to the creeps like Paul Gosar. <laughs> there you go. Well put. <laughs> all right, thank you, my
0: friend. Let me remind you, Indisputable on podcast, make sure you get that anywhere you listen to podcasts, okay? Get it now, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast. Search for Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie, click follow. Rate us five stars because, because some lame gave me one. There you go, all right. Also, don't forget TYT is looking for you. We're looking for new content creators for Rebel HQ. Uh, people who can write, produce, host, edit short form editorial videos on breaking news and political stories with a progressive point of view. If that's you and you are interested, make sure you go to tyt.com forward slash careers. Let me read some of these comments. TYT member of C, the silver dragon, bipartisan equals, mostly written by Republicans, big corporate giveaway, $25 billion in welfare to fossil fuel, which already makes billions of profits. Now the construction industry can move in and charge five times as much to build, repair, roads and bridges, then they can charge tolls to pay for it. Even though we've already given them billions of our taxpayer money to pay for it. Sounds about right. Um, Upton should be concerned. These are his own peeps that he's uh, been courting for years. And these are the same ones who plotted to kidnap and murder your state's governor. Yep, he sold the whirlwind. Now you reap what you've sown, I sincerely hope nothing happens. But how is this different from AOC being threatened by fellow representative Paul Gosar? Yeah, Bernie the Kiwi Dragon, Captain No Splash. (laughs) (laughs) He he barely missed the lake. (laughs) You're right, Captain No Splash. (laughs) Remember, take care of yourself. Take care of each other and take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.